from Los Angeles, California. This is the Writer's Strike Chronicles, and I'm Tanya Barnes. Hello, everybody. Today is Friday, January 25th, 2008, day 83 of the Writer's Strike. In today's episode, I head out to the picket line at Paramount Studios to speak with Vic Bullock, the executive director of the Hollywood Bureau of the NAACP. I also speak with Regina Taylor from the television show The Unit. Before we begin, just a little background. Earlier this month, the Writers Guild of America announced that it will sign an interim agreement with the NAACP for the 39th annual NAACP Image Awards, which will take place on February 14, 2008, at the Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles. The agreement will allow the hiring of WGA writers to script the show and means that there will be no picketing of the event by striking writers. In addition, the Guild has granted a waiver permitting the use of clips from motion pictures and television programs. This past Monday, Martin Luther King Day, members of the WGA Black Writers Committee and the NAACP kicked off a march around the studio perimeter, and I took the opportunity to ask Vic Bullock a few questions. Let's listen. I'm Vic Bullock. I'm the executive director of the NAACP Hollywood Bureau. Okay, and uh, can we establish why the NAACP representing today with WGA? We've had an ongoing relationship with the Writers Guild, you know, um, particularly uh, around the issues of diversity, diversity within the union itself, but then also, you know, in, in support of the uh, recognizing the, the power and influence that the written word has on our country you know, and on our beliefs. So television and movies have more influence and impact on our political landscape than, you know, than, than probably any other medium. So we had an ongoing working relationship with the Writers Guild, and when the, we knew the strike was coming up, we spoke to the Guild leadership over a year, year and a half ago, and said, we want you to know that we recognize this as a potential civil rights issue. We have an ongoing relationship with labor, especially in regards to workers' rights, collective bargaining. With all of that, the Writers Guild reciprocated and uh, granted us an interim agreement. And uh, we just think it's important to show solidarity on this issue. Um, Talk to me more about uh, civil rights in terms of media. Well, just again, the power and the influence that the media has on our democracy. Getting the word out, making sure that they're in a democratic society, that there are not just people of diversity, but that there are diverse ideas that get to be expressed so that uh, the people can decide and, and, and choose. And so that becomes very important. And the writers obviously have a significant, play a very significant part in that, in that struggle. And, you know, and the, and the ideas and the stories and how they want to tell those stories are key. When the uh, <clears throat> motion picture industry was first founded, it was very conscious that the founding fathers of the uh, motion picture industry created the American dream, the idea of a struggling middle class that wanted something better for its children. That just didn't evolve. That was a conscious decision that was made by the founding fathers of the entertainment industry. So we think it's important that we recognize 
the power that that had back then and the power that the industry will have on, on shaping our future. Can you expand on that? I don't really know what you're talking about, about a, the founding fathers of the entertainment industry. I don't, I don't grok that. Well, a lot of the founding fathers of the entertainment industry came over from... Uh, Eastern Europe and came over from some of the ghettos of Eastern Europe and they were very conscious of wanting to assimilate and wanting to be part of the American uh, fabric and so one of the things that they recognized was the need and the ability for their communities to aspire to a greater vision and in large part that's what helped develop the whole concept of uh, the middle class and you know your children getting educated and and some of the values that have uh, shaped the 20th century and will shape the 21st century. Can we take a moment to talk about new media and the internet? Well yeah well we all recognize that that's a large part of our future. Yes and with the digital divide the internet is a powerful tool of democracy but with the digital divide only certain people have access to it. Um, what can you say to that about equal access to the internet? Not one of my areas of expertise, but when the internet first came about, I know what was exciting to everybody was it provided a place where people could go, where they could communicate all their ideas, where everybody had access. And so I do think it's important that that basic premise of what's helped launch the internet uh, and make it so viable, uh, not just here in America but around the world, that you know that be protected. You know we don't want, um, as we've seen in some other countries, you know you don't want the government to shut it down. And like in not, Burma. Yeah, you don't. So you don't want the government to to control it because again it becomes one of the unique places where. Diverse ideas can be expressed, and you also don't want it shut down just because of uh, commercial and commerce taking control of it. So I think it's important for us to look at it and to make sure that as we move into that arena, that again, uh, workers that do develop content for the internet are compensated uh, fairly, and also in a way so that they can have freedom. It's very important that when people are compensated freely, they feel free to express themselves. You know, that is the power of the middle class and the upper middle class. And that's why it's very important that, uh, you know, we really protect the values that make a healthy and strong middle class. Uh, Can you comment on Martin Luther King III gave a talk about how bloggers and new media affected Gina, Louisiana, in that case? Do you know about that? Yeah, well, the NAACP was very instrumental in the whole Gina a lot of our membership, uh, a lot of the people that were there were part of our membership. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. What was exciting about Gina, just as we see you know, in some of the uh, presidential campaigns, is the influence that the university students and new media are having in shaping, maybe not shaping the ideas, but shaping the debate, shaping the discussion, shaping... Um, contributing to the dialogue. Contributing to the dialogue. And again, I, I, I think that's what's important when we, when we talk about diversity and all that. We're not saying anybody has all the answers. What we're saying is, here's some information that should be considered. Here's an idea that might influence the overall process. And so uh, with new media, I think that it's, it's very key. And like you, uh, as you as you pointed out in, in your question, that we saw that in Gina. And I'm sure we're going we're gonna to see it in ongoing struggles because it gets the word out, it gets the word out fast, and it allows people... And it tells the story from the bottom up. And it, and it allows 
people to, to look at it, like you said, from the bottom up and from various angles and with blogging for everybody to contribute their opinions as crazy as they may be sometimes. But at <laughs> least, true. at least again, it's, it's a, it allows for an open forum and an open uh, dialogue. Uh, two more questions. Okay. Um, anything you want to say as we wrap this up? Anything you want my listeners to know and understand? Well, I think it's very important, again, when people look and, uh, and we've heard the question, you know, why did the WGA enter an interim agreement with the uh, Image Awards? It's out of recognition that the NAACP is a civil rights organization, a civil rights organization with a long history in the labor struggle, a long history of supporting workers' rights and collective bargaining. This wasn't devised to be uh, present some kind of handicap or extra spotlight for minorities to get awards during award season. In our heart of hearts, we hope that this will be over soon. Uh, we would love for award season to go to full flourish because we know that's a time of celebration that brings attention to the arts and we think that's important. Uh, again, I just think it's important to understand why the NAACP and the WGA are, are together and it's just a coincidence that this came into uh, recognition because of award season. It's like a perfect storm. Exactly. And it's not, uh, it's not award season did not inspire our, our union in solidarity. Okay. Thanks for clarifying that. Uh, my last question is, what do you think is a more powerful invention? The printing press or the internet? Uh, the printing press. How come? Well, just because with the written word and the ability to, to get the written word out, you don't need any advanced technology. I mean, you can you can have a, all the electricity, all the oil, everybody, everything can be gone, and you can still have a manual printing press and still get the word out. So, you know, it 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 it'll have uh, it'll have power on into the future and on into any future civilizations. You so. make some good points, but consider that the printing press was a read-only technology. The word, the information, and the ideas were one way. And what I like about the internet, it is read-write. In that there is a oh yeah no no I mean I'm not disputing it I, I'm I was, just saying no 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 and actually I was I I I, I was kind of getting back to basics if you look at what's going to have the future influence and the power of, of of getting thoughts and ideas out I mean nothing is more powerful than the glo- global expanse of the internet you know that uh, an idea a word a phrase a piece of entertainment can travel around the world in minutes so I don't chocolate think we- rain can be the number one YouTube video. <laughs> absolutely. We've never seen anything like it. So, yeah, in that regard, absolutely. Absolutely. I wasn't disputing you. I was just saying. Okay. All right. Thank you so much absolutely. for your time. Thank you. That was Vic Bullock, the executive director of the Hollywood Bureau of the NAACP. Next up is Regina Taylor of the television show The Unit. My name is Regina Taylor. I'm a member of the Screen Actors Guild, and I'm here to support the Writers Guild of America. Let's talk about why SAG is supporting WGA. Because their issues are our issues. In what way? That uh, the writers are striking because they want a fair share of the pie. That as uh, labor working for management, they're not being treated fairly in terms of compensation for their work. Uh, Just as you have um, music writers, Mm -hmm. uh, that work belongs to them. Mm -hmm. When they give it out, 
they're paid every time that song is paid. They have a piece of it. That piece is still uh, still theirs. With writers, uh, with the new technologies, with the internet, when these pieces are shown that they've written, uh, they're not getting anything or what has been offered is not an equitable deal. Do you come from a union background? Uh, teachers union, um, I, I think in terms of why we, why I'm here today, uh, just in terms of the NAACP supporting the Writers Guild of America, that there is a history of labor challenges from farm workers to industry people to writers to globally. Uh, you have workers who are striking, who want to strike, who need to strike all over the world because they're not being fairly compensated. I think it is a I think it is a question of, of unions across the board and where is the support for the unions. There is a history of, of people challenged by their hard labor and not being fairly paid. Uh, some people think that writers get paid enormous amounts of money and so what are they complaining about? That for the most part, the union of writers are middle-class workers, if they are employed, if they are employed. Uh, it's, it's a question of, of middle-class workers. So the same as with Screen Actors Guild, uh, a lot of the membership is unemployed, or those who are working are not big stars who are making mega bucks. We're not talking about mega bucks. We're talking about how am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to send my, my kids to, to school? Uh, how am I going to pay uh, the rent this month? With the compensation in place, then you can eke out a solid living. A solid living, if not meager, a solid living. It's what we're talking about across the board. There are individual cases where people are making a lot of money, but across the board, the people out here on a daily basis are middle class workers. Um, when was the last time you actually worked on set? When was the last time you actually worked on set? Uh, we worked on set according to when the strikes started. Uh, we worked uh, one one week after that and, and then ended. And what was the atmosphere on the set at that time? A lot of people have been affected by this strike. It's a strike about uh, the writers. It's about the whole industry across the board. So a lot of people were laid off from set builders to electricians to camera people to hair and makeup people to costumers. Extras. Uh, yes. To uh, people who are caterers. All were laid off and are searching for other jobs inside, outside of the industry. Is there any misconceptions that you think is coming out of the mainstream media or the public is hearing about the strike that you would like to clarify? I think it, it is about people being fairly compensated and I think people inside of this industry understand that and people who go to work and work a nine to five uh, teaching school yeah. know that they want to be fairly compensated. They don't want, you know, to feel that their hard labor is, is uh, oh, all these horns. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's part of the ambiance of my podcast. <laughs> People want to feel that they're fairly compensated. Okay, parting shots before we wrap this up. I hope that this strike will be resolved soon. 
I hope that it will be resolved in a fair way, in an equitable way. And I think that means that the corporate owners will have to give up a piece of the pie. That it is so grossly one-sided at this point that the dream is that people will make those compensations. And my last question is, what do you think is a more powerful invention, the internet or the printing press? Well, the printing press was first, <laughs> and from that, uh, all of these other technologies came to be. Okay, that's your answer. Okay, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You have been listening to the Rider Strike Chronicle podcast, available for free through iTunes. For more information, visit us at www.strikechronicles.com. To contact us, please call 310-439-8754 or send us an email at info at strikechronicles.com. Thank <laughs> you.